0: It's mystery time. Tonight's mystery Classics Stars Lawrence Olivier in The Suicide Club. He died after all. Was it murder and suicide? Or murder and accidental death? evening a shuffle of the cards. Then they were dealt out, and if you draw the wrong card, mm, gives me the shiver. So I'm sure you'll listen as intently as I shall. It's that famous chilling classic by Robert Louis Stevenson, now transcribed, The Suicide Club, starring Lawrence Olivier. This is the story of a frightening adventure. I do not propose to tell you my name. And after you've heard the story, you will perhaps understand why not. One night, in an oyster bar not far from Leicester Square. What's your nurse what doing over there? They're the one who just come in. Huh? It seems to be with those two commissionaires. He's got a dish of something about haven't he? Seem to be offering everyone something to eat. <laughs> Are they pies or something? Yes, they look like it. Some sort of tart, I think, yes. They're cream tarts. Cream tarts in an oyster bar. The oh, well, seems to be giving them away. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, maybe it's a wager or something. <laughs> well, well, it looks as like if we're going to be offered some, too. You, uh, Will you do me the honor of eating one of these tarts? I can answer for the quality of the pastry. I've eaten twenty seven of them myself since five o'clock. <laughs> twenty seven? That's rather <laughs> a lot, isn't it? Well, that's a principle, sir. Every time my offer is rejected, I insist on eating the tart myself. All right then, Colonel. We'll help you out. Is- on one condition, if my friend and I both eat your tart, you must join us for supper <laughs> out. Well, I've several dozen still on hand, so I'll have to visit a few more bars before I've got rid of them all. If you're already hungry, gentlemen, I'll go, oh, so, thinking... my friend and I will go the round with you. It looks a very pleasant way of passing an evening. <laughs> Stupid Two <Plenty. laughs> parts for the gentleman. Ah. Mm. Delicious. Ah. These are, ah. yes, yes. Well, there was obviously a story behind all this nonsense my friend and i were anxious to hear it I chose a little french restaurant in selho ordered a private room a very good meal and champagne for the occasion young man ate surprisingly well despite his rather sickly hors and over the dessert we persuaded him to begin his explanation <laughs> Is there any reason why i shouldn't tell you my story that's a fine day to do so ah, good real. <laughs> I come from quite a respectable family you know and I started life with quite a reasonable fortune I had a lot of amusing adventures even fought a duel when I was in Paris oh, no. sure, the sure. time I began to come to my senses I had very little fortune left and promptly fell in love ah, oh, yes, well, I had nothing left to offer the young lady I came to the sad conclusion that there was really nothing very much left to live for no I got rid of all the money i had left under the last 80 pounds which left me just 40 pounds to get rid of during the course of today 40 pounds what happened to the other forty? that went for a very particular purpose well i've spent a very amusing day getting rid of my last two pounds on the cream tarts over which we met <laughs> and i wanted to close a foolish life in a in a particularly foolish manner which you must admit i, well, I shouldn't You're deny that but what happens next oh i'm not complaining and at least i'm not a coward i've lived my life and enjoyed it now I think we have to get rid of it. Get rid of it? You mean you mean kill yourself? Hmm. No. Oh, who oh, 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 hasn't often thought of doing that? You know, um young fellow, it's a curious coincidence that of the of London, you went and picked on a couple of people in much the same position as yourself. Yes, well, what? Hmm. You mean you're ruined too? <laughs> is this is this very excellent supper last extravagant as well, <laughs> like my green jar. <laughs> well, near enough just to get rid of any slight disparity let's put five pounds here on the table to cover the bill and have you a match yes thank you burn the rest like this damn what are you doing don't be another fool Oh, well, aren't we all oh, good heavens haven't you got any money left at all now why didn't you keep your 40 pounds 40 pounds why not 40 pounds oh for that matter why not 80. you must have done the best part of a hundred well, 40 pounds would have been enough but without that no admission they're very strict about the rules fine business when you can't even die without money. Now, I think you'd better explain yourself. Do I have to? Mm-hmm. If we haven't the 40 pounds, what's the point? Well, well, I haven't had enough for both of us. I think we think. really needed it. I thought you were in the same straits as I was. I seem to remember that you had 80 pounds yesterday. Yes. Yes, I have. You're not fooling me. You, you are as desperate as I am. Oh? Uh, Bored with life, if that's what you mean. Yes, indeed. God i not made that clear enough by burning my last money. Well, perhaps you can afford to burn a hundred pounds or so. Well, I'm no millionaire. That's what you mean. No. Well, here's to your help. <laughs> <laughs> and good night, my merry ruins. Oh no, you can't get out of it like that. You tell me that you're desperate, and I accept the fact. Why should you have less confidence in me? In either of us? Yes. What? Then you're not joking. You really are. Ah, like you, we've had enough of life, yeah. haven't we, Colonel? Yes. And sooner or later, time. alone or together, we're prepared to put an end to it. Colonel. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, now that we've come across uh, you, and since you seem to be in a hurry, well, we can make it tonight just as easily. Quite, why, why not, why not, not all why three of us together? Yes. Why not? That really goes for you as well, Colonel. Yes. Yes. Certainly, provided you something in mind. And you really can not put up the eighty pounds between you. Oh, I see. 10, 20, 40, 60, 80, time A few left over. I shouldn't forget about the rest. 40 pounds each is the entrance fee. The entrance fee? Entrance fee to what? To the suicide club. How it's managed or who started the club, I don't exactly know. But what I do know, I'm under the chancy this. If you are really tired of life, both of you, I'll take you to a meeting of the club. And if not tonight, at least sometime within the week. You'll quietly cease to live. And you say that you're a member of this club? Yes, I paid my subscription today. I shall be going there in. What time is it? Yes, in half an hour. You've just got half an hour to make up your minds whether you're coming with me or not. If you were serious, then you've nothing to lose. I'll be back for your decision. In half an hour, gentlemen. <laughs> made up your mind's birthday you don't want to draw back while there's still time no i'm not going to have it a drawing back now. either of us no. very well we we'll we'll take a four-wheeler cab minute, sir drive us to the address from this piece of paper very good sir after you gentlemen. Well, gentlemen, in the circumstances you'll appreciate that a certain amount of secrecy is called for until you're actually enrolled in the club. You'll forgive me if I take the precaution of blind calling birth, necessary. Yes, I'm afraid it is. You see, gentlemen, this is not a joke. The cab stopped at large in a dark street, and the young man paid it off. He took the bandages off our eyes and invited us to follow him down an alleyway. He knocked at the door. The door was opened and we were ushered into an entrance hall. The young man left us for a few minutes, um. and we heard voices. At last, an inner door was opened, and we found ourselves in the presence of the president of the club. Sit down, gentlemen. I'm sure you wish to see me. We wish to join your club, sir, the Suicide Club. Forgive me, gentlemen. You appreciate I have to take precautions. So you wish to join the suicide club may i ask your reasons well i was a colonel till i was cashiered for cheating at card hmm. and you sir sure laziness. <laughs> lazy enough i guess <laughs> <laughs> you. you must have a better reason than that no i should i have i've lost all my money can't bother to make any more <laughs> <laughs> if i wasn't so experienced with these things i should probably turn you both away as it is, I happen to know that suicide is almost always committed for the most frivolous reasons. <laughs> very well, then. If you are prepared to take the oath in the manner prescribed, you will be accepted as members. The oath, I need hardly say, is an oath of secrecy. We are careful to make it binding in the very highest degree. When you have taken the oath, if you are willing to do so, that is, then you'll be enrolled forthwith as members of the Suicide Club we have bound ourselves on oath to keep the secrets of the Suicide Club nothing could be conceived more passive than the obedient promise or more stringent than the terms to which we had agreed the man who broke that oath of silence could scarcely have a rag of honor or any of the consolations of religion left to him we signed the document but not without a shudder. The president received our entrance money, and without more ado, took us through into the smoking room of the Suicide Club. There we were introduced to our fellow members. This, a full master of the club? Oh, middling. By the way, if you have any money, it's usual to offer champagne. Mm. It keeps up a good spirit and... uh, (laughs) What of my little perquisites I shall have to, to leave me. that to you, I'm afraid, Colonel. Yes, That's in four bottles. With my compliments, thank you very much. Oh, uh, please make yourselves at home. We looked about us with interest. A few of the other members were much above thirty, and one or two were still in their teens. One man interested me intensely. He was probably upwards of forty, but he looked fully ten years older. I've never seen a man more naturally hideous. Nor one more ravaged by his excesses. He was partly paralyzed. I was the only man in the room who shared the composure of the president. I got into conversation with him. So well, you are new to are you? Well, perhaps I can help to set your minds at rest. I've been coming here regularly for two years now. Two years? But I thought members could only expect to last for a week or so. Ah, yes, but my case is peculiar. I'm not properly speaking a suicide at all, merely an honorary member. I only visit the club once every two months or so. My infirmity, you know, and I pay a special rate. Even so my luck has been quite extraordinary. luck? I still don't very understand. Oh, no, of course not. An ordinary member who comes here looking for death like you returns every evening till fortune favors him. He can even live on the premises quite cheaply. The president's company is worth the money in itself indeed i shouldn't have thought of it oh but you don't know the man the drollest fellow what stories and what cynicism and i think it is a permanency like yourself it's the only permanency really so far i've been graciously spared but i must go at last but the president never plays of course he shuffles and deals for us and makes all the necessary arrangements he's been running the club for over three years and not a whisper of suspicion has been aroused quite astonishing when you come to think of it and he assists the members to commit suicide yes indeed the whole thing's in his hands do you remember the case last week the man who was accidentally poisoned in a chemist no, i read about it in the papers beautifully arranged though one of our president's less racy notions but how simple and how safe you mean that man was one of the victims i i mean uh, one of your members of mm, course cool. nearly every accident which you read about in the papers in decent society of course is arranged for one or other of our members Ex-members, I. Oh, you have to forgive me, I'm still in the dark. and you say that you've been lucky enough in lasting so long, I thought that the whole idea was to die of quickly as possible. Well, actually, but as I explained, I'm a special case. To me, the club is a sort of temporal of intoxication. If I could stand the excitement, I should come here more often. As it is, I regard this as the ultimate in dissipation. I think I can say I've tried every other sort. You can well believe it. If you'll excuse me saying so. I'm flattered some people get their greatest excitement out of love or gambling or crime. To me there's nothing so exciting as fear. In fact you can envy me. I'm an utter coward. To such as me the club offers particular excitement. It does. I'm still in the dark. How is the excitement, as you call it, arranged? Of course I must tell you how the uh, victim, I think that was your word, how the victim is selected every evening. Uh, but not only the victim; the other member who is to act for the club and become death's high priest for the occasion. You mean they, they kill yes. each other? Why, yes, the trouble of committing suicide is removed. That you mean, way. you mean one of us may take the decision to, to kill one of the other? Why not? We should merely be doing him a service he requires. Would you refuse to oblige a friend? Well, since you say that the game is interesting and exciting, how is it played? The members sit round the table and the president shuffles and deals the cards. One at a time to each member in turn. The member turns up his cards, and I assure you, the suspense is almost unbearable. Exquisite. Mm -hmm. One of the cards means that the member is to die. Exactly. The eighth of spades is the card of death. And uh, the card that turns him into a murderer? He prefer to say, appoints him official of the night. That's another ace, the ace of clubs. Ah! Now I could understand, only too clearly. The man sitting by himself in the window, his head hanging, hands thrust deep in his trouser pockets, pale and sweating the fear. A wreck in soul and body. I could understand the cynical smile on the face of the president, the only one in the room who had nothing to lose by the game, who charged each man the price of his death or the hire of the killer. At last, we met again the man who had brought us to the club, the young madman of the cream tart. Is this your first night here as a member? I take it that it is. Yes, as I say, quite a few of my friends have been members in the past. That's how I came to hear about it. While they were waiting for their ace of spades you may remember a certain baronet who was crushed to death by a falling wall last month yes i seem to remember him well, was he a, a member as well he brought me with him to the door the night of the accident nobody outside this room knew what really happened to him the member who abides him was drowned in a boating accident the following weekend i hope to be watching on your first night isn't that rather unlikely unlucky at love you know lucky <laughs> I lay you five to one that I draw the ace tonight. To I thought you'd spent your last sovereign on cream tart. Oh, I'm sorry, of course I did. Well, wish me luck, anyway. No, I wish you all that you wish yourself. I wish you the same. Uh, if it's your pleasure, gentlemen. Well, this will decide it. One way or the other. A <laughs> pair of folding doors had been thrown open and the whole roomful of men began to pass into the next room. The gaming room itself was similar in every way to the one which we had left, except for the furniture. The center of the room was occupied by a long green table at the head of which the president seated himself. In front of him was a pack of cards, which he began to shuffle and cut with careful deliberation. Thirteen members sat down at the table. My friend and I, between the young man and the semi-paralyzed honorary member, very well, gentlemen. For the benefit of our new members, each of you must declare the card that's been dealt to him before I deal the card to his neighbor. Is that understood? Yes. yes. yes, yes. Very well, then. I will begin to deal. Four of hearts. <laughs> Neighbor's spades. Ten of hearts. Queen of hearts. Three of clubs, Eight of diamonds. Heavens of cups. knaves of diamonds. Ace of hearts. What? No. No. I must ask you to declare your cards, sir. The ace of clubs, Oh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> The ace of clubs the card of the killer had been dealt to the young man of the cream cart. He dropped it on the table his face wider than the pasteboard then left his place at the table and stumbled back into the smoking room the excitement on the gaming table was now electric the killer was known and somewhere among the remaining twelve was the victim hope fear envy and abject terror shone from the watching eyes of the player striking contrast to the cynical smile of the dealer Five of hearts. King of spades. Four of diamonds. The card had not been dealt to every member on the table. The president began to deal the second round. Eight of clubs. Queen of spades. Five of clubs. Six of diamonds. Seven of spades. King of hearts. Two of diamonds. And once again, the deal would come round to me. As I turned my card on the table, my heart was pounding in my chest. Ten of hearts. And now it was the turn of my neighbor. The honor I remember. member. The ace of spades! No! No! I don't want to die! I don't want to die die same for the night was at an end as we left the room the president beckoned to the young man of the dream task the man who had hoped to die was receiving his instructions as official of the night. my friend and I made our escape as quickly as we could. We hailed a handsome cab, which took us back to our homes and back to some degree of sanity. Next morning, my friend came round to call on me after breakfast. Well, have you seen it in this morning's paper? No. What? I haven't looked at the papers yet. Then read this. Mr. Bartholomew Malthus, well-known in social circles, and Sir Andrew Flan were killed in a fall from the fourth floor window of the former's town residence. It appears that Sir Andrew had offered to assist Mr. Malthus up the stairs to his apartment, as the latter was suffering from the effects of a partial stroke. On emerging from the lift, it is thought that Mr. Malthus must have been seized with an attack of giddiness, which caused Sir Andrew to lead into an open window at the end of the corridor. It is thought that one of the gentlemen must then have stumbled, and that the other, in trying to save him, was dragged through the window in his turn. The honorary member. And the young man was the crane, Ta. So he died after all. Was it murder and suicide? Or murder and accidental death? I wonder. Whatever it was, the world can spare them. Both of them. Yeah. And only one thing lacking, to make it poetic justice. You mean the president? Yes. The president of the Suicide Club. What is the ultimate fate of those other members of the club? Whether the club is still in existence, or whether the murderer whose brain conceives it came to a violent end in turn, that is something I shall never know. All I know is this, that I never read of a fatal accident in the papers now, without wondering whether it was an accident, or just one further member of an association of madmen, madmen whose 40 pounds had been paid to join the suicide club.